I'm Andrea. And I'm Brandy. And we're Sarcastic in Suburbia. Discussing life's everyday annoyances with laughter and sarcasm. Welcome back to Sarcastic in Suburbia. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're here. It's episode three. We have gotten more of our ducks in a row. We are legit. We each have our own microphone. And I feel like the sound quality is going to be so much better this episode. So if you are tuning in again, we thank you. We apologize for the technical difficulties. And we are ready to rock. Yes, and hopefully it sounds a lot better. We have, we're, I feel so professional. We have like a pod room, like a podcasting office room. Yeah, like never mind the fact that there is an unopened porcelain toilet in the corner. <laughs> I mean, that's not, you know, that's a thing, but whatever. It's decorations. It's decorations. There's an elliptical right next to Brandy. You know, some old toys that I should have gotten rid of of the kids' probably at least five to seven years ago. But we have our own room, we have our own setup, and we are ready for episode three. Absolutely. I feel like I would be remiss if we did not bring up marriage this episode because both of us just celebrated anniversaries this past week. Yep. And you celebrated how many years? 13 years on Monday. Okay, 13 years Monday. We celebrated 11 years on Friday, this past Friday. And I just feel like once you've been married this many years, things are just, you just have to laugh at what you thought marriage was going to be. Like yeah. in your head, you have you so many, it. yeah, you have so many expectations and just what you think it's going to be. And then reality sets in. Absolutely. And I should say, I don't mean that to be negative because no, there are no. certain parts of marriage where I'm, I truly tell myself, this is so much better than I thought it was going to be. And then there are parts of it where I actually laugh out loud. Even my husband and I together will laugh out loud being like, hey, remember when we thought it was going to be so cute getting to wake up next to each other as a married couple and it's just so sweet. And then the reality is it sucks to share a bed. Your leg is being thrown over someone else. Someone stinks. You want them to wear socks and your legs are hairy. I mean, that's the reality, right? Yes. Yes. And there's more than just just the sleeping aspect there's so many different aspects of marriage where I feel like when you're young if you do get married young the way that we did if you're young you just think I see it on social media I see it portrayed on tv and in movies and it must be somewhat like that so since we've each been married over 10 years what are the parts of marriage for you that you're just thinking this is not at all what I thought it was going to be Well, how old were you when you got married? It's funny you should ask that because I always forget. I want to say I was either 21 or 22, but I want to go with 22. I can never remember either because when on our way back from our honeymoon, um, I had my birthday. Like we got held over because of weather. And so we spent my birthday like next to the airport, like in just a regular, some random hotel. But I cannot remember if I was I think I was turning 22 I think so that sounds I was about 21 right. or 22 that sounds about right like I got married when I was 21 and then I was almost 22 
And weird fact, I didn't go to your wedding. That's so you strange. Didn't? But I did not come to your wedding because you got married the very same day my aunt and uncle got married. So George was in your guys' wedding. Um, obviously, it was my uncle who was getting married. So we split up that night. He went to your guys' wedding because he was in it. And then I went to my aunt and uncle's wedding because they were literally at the exact same time on the same day. Well, that's okay because I don't really remember who was there other than David. Well, that's what it's supposed <laughs> to be. I mean, you're, you have to think to yourself, man, I hope I remember just that feeling of what it feels like to be married. And sometimes I even tell George, too, when we'll go to weddings nowadays, I'll just look at him and say, you know, when they're when this couple's looking at each other and they're dancing with each other for the first time, I hope that when they fight or when they feel like this is not working out or when they feel like their back is up against the wall, that they can remember what it felt like to dance around that dance floor as a new married couple because there's probably no bigger butterflies I've ever had in my life than that moment. Yeah, butterflies and sweat because our way... (laughs) Where we had our reception was not air conditioned. And it was June. And it was June. Yeah, June 10th. And usually it's not like super, super hot yet in the beginning of June. Not that year. It was like 90 degrees and super humid. Like what it feels like right before it's about to rain, but it never rained and cooled off. There was no breeze. It was just hot and stale in this super old hundred year old like ballroom with no air conditioning yeah I remember George leaving your guys's wedding coming over to my aunt and uncle's wedding because they were not very far apart and him literally being soaking wet just drenched in sweat from dancing and having a good time at your guys's wedding and by the time I saw him I thought to myself did you guys go and run through a sprinkler like we should have are you this wet we should have jumped in the lake if we were smart oh that's true the lake is right there i didn't yeah. even think about that that would have been can you imagine the pictures and the videos from that everybody just jumping yes, in the lake that would have been fun that would have been so fun that oh, would have well. been really really fun well besides our actual weddings because we've been married for so many years now and both of us have kids don't you just go to weddings now And sometimes you're just sitting there and you're, you know, looking at your husband and you're looking at this new bride-to-be and and groom and you're just thinking, oh, you guys have no idea what you're in for. And you just sit there and kind of smile at that. Yes. And I hate to say this, but I do not like going to weddings. They're like one of my least favorite because I feel like most of the time, I mean, sometimes it's people that you know really well, and some those can be fun. But most of the time, it's just kind of like people you either like extended family or work people, or you just people you don't know super well. And I yeah, just, I always have a hard time too because I feel like if I'm going, it, it's like this with anything. But if I'm going because I want to be there, that is one thing. Yes. And that's the way it should be. We should not, our lives are so short. We should do the things that make us happy and skip the things that don't. And so if I want to go and I want to be part of this day and I'm very close to one or both of the people getting married, I am all about it, ready to have a good time. If it's something where it's like, ugh. It's my boss's daughter's wedding, and it will look bad if we don't come. 
that's really hard for me because if I'm not in it for the right reasons, why do it in the first place? So those are the weddings where I'm a little bit, I don't really want to be there. And most of the time I can talk myself into, let's just go. We'll stay for an hour. If it's fun, we'll stay. If it's not, we'll go and I'm fine. But if it's somebody I really care about, for example, it was my sister's wedding last year. Obviously, that was a destination wedding. I was geared up for that. Yes, that one was super fun. So excited. Yes. Okay, can we also kind of, we weren't planning on doing this, but can we talk about destination weddings for a second? Because I was listening to a radio show, and the personality was talking about how he felt it was rude to have a destination wedding. So immediately, I turn up the radio, and I'm thinking, rude, why is that rude? You don't have to go. You're being invited. I don't understand. And he said, well, I feel like these are my two really good friends. I would go to their wedding no matter what. But now you're asking me to pay to come to your wedding. And I just feel like that's really rude and selfish of people. Because if you're not going to pay for people to come to your wedding, you shouldn't expect them to come. And I was 100% floored because I felt like that's what they want to do. They're doing... It's their wedding. It's their day. 100%. And you don't have to go. If you don't want to go and you think it's rude, don't go. But I also feel like a lot of people, like myself, feel like this is my yearly vacation. I know exactly what I'm going to do next year. They give you at least a year in advance, how it normally goes anyways. And I want to be there. I want to be in the pictures. I want to experience the whole trip, whether it's with my kids, if my kids are there, or if it's an adults only thing. I want to make a vacation out of it, create memories, and probably go to a place that I'm not going to ever go again. But do you feel like, I mean, our listeners can weigh in on this too online, but do you feel like it's rude or selfish to have a destination wedding? No, and... (laughs) Maybe that person just feels bad because they feel like they can't go, maybe for work issues or money. Just when they are when they come back, take them out to dinner, go out to dinner with them, or have them over. Like, celebrate a different way. But if that's what they want to do, it's their wedding. I agree. And there are so many stories, especially now because everything's online, there are so many stories about crazy brides, right? Oh, they, I, they have to you know, check over with the bride if they're going to get a haircut and and a certain dress color and all of these things. And yes, I hear some stories that are so off the deep end. I'm, I don't even give it any time of day, but then I hear things where I'm, I'm like, why, why do you want to make someone feel bad about their wedding? So for example, if the color she chose is ugly and you don't want to be in her wedding because of the color of the dress, then back out. Why be a somebody who wears the dress, stands up there, and then acts like a total biatch in front of everybody because they hate what they're wearing? Yeah. It's not about you. I don't know how many times that I feel like I have to say that when I hear these stories. The wedding day is not about you. Even if you're in it and you're supporting them, all of those things, it's not about you. And if you have issues with who they're marrying, the dress they chose, the venue, how much you put into the bachelorette party, the bridal party, all of those things, then kindly decline being in the wedding. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, and I also think that brides in general need to chill out about their wedding because you're going to look back on that and it is so short like that you're not going to remember yeah okay fine quick quick quiz what did your centerpiece look like in your wedding yeah on the table do you know what what they look like flowers and something some glass container 
Okay. What about um, what about the cake table? Do you know exactly how many things were on that table? No. No. Because it doesn't matter. No, none of it matters. It really doesn't. Like, I don't remember. I kind of remember what my bouquet looks like, but I'm, I was thinking a couple days ago, did my bridesmaids have the same flowers or did they have different ones? I don't remember the exact flowers I had on my table. Um, other decorations other than that. I mean, I think we had some candles, maybe. I don't know. You just don't. Like, I know we had barbecue, but I, I don't remember. Like, did we have sides? I assume we did, but I don't remember that. I remember my cake showing up and I had this polka dot cake that I wanted and that's what I got, but the icing color was so bright pink. That's not what I wanted. I wanted it to be pink, but I did not want it to be neon pink. Yeah. Do you think I even gave it a second thought? No. No. It's my wedding day. It's going to be good cake. We're going to eat it. And no one is ever going to say, oh, that's kind of weird that the cake color was a little bit different from the bridesmaid's dresses. No one cares. Well, and then to spend so much time and so much energy and be frustrated and mean to people and, you know, hurt sometimes people like hurting relationships over these dumb little things and then spending a ridiculous amount of money and you're just not going to, I mean, it could be a fantastic day and you'll have great memories. You're not going to remember the details and you're not going to remember all the you're, you you will remember the amount of money you spent if you spend an, a ridiculous amount. For but sure. you're not going to remember all those small details that you spent so much money about. I want to say a few years ago, the uh, average cost of a wedding in Kansas City was around $25,000. And for me, I just, to each their own, however you want to spend your money. But I absolutely refused to take out a credit card to pay for my wedding. I know people who made that choice and that's, I would never say that they were dumb. They made a choice for them and that's fine. For me, 11 years later, I am not going to be paying off a credit card for my wedding that no one even remembers anything about except for the food was good, the company was better, and the dancing was awesome. That's all I care about. Yeah. That's it. At the end of the day, we had a wonderful wedding with our closest friends. It was hotter than Hades. We decided to get married outside, which was a whole thing anyways, because I am a Catholic, and so Catholics get married in the church. I knew I always wanted an outside wedding, whatever, so I did it my way. Have no regrets about that, but it happened to be really, really hot. So I have this dress and I'm sweating underneath it, my Spanx and the petticoat and all that other junk. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if we should have done it outside. It's so hot. By the time we hit the dance floor, which was air conditioning, thank goodness. And we were surrounded by everybody who loved us and wanted to celebrate us and our new chapter in our life. That's all that mattered. None well, of those other weird stories should even come up. And I don't even remember it being hot. Oh, I really it don't. Oh, it was very hot. I'm sure I'm yes. sure David could would say like, oh yeah, it was hot. But it, I Yeah, and they're standing out there in black suits. So absolutely yes. it's really, really hot. And we decided to we opted to take pictures before the wedding because we didn't want everybody to be waiting for us at the reception, which I feel like is a it was a good choice. The problem was it was even hotter before the wedding began. Yeah. So when I look back at my pictures, oh good lord, they're not cute. I'm ve- we're both very sweaty. I um I should have cared more about my fitness before my wedding. 
and I know that sounds bad, but I hate my wedding pictures because I don't like the way I personally look. Everything else, the background, the girls' dresses, all of those things, loved it all. I personally can't even stand the sight of myself in my own photos. But you have wedding photos. Absolutely. Do you not have wedding photos? Uh, I think I do. You've I think never so. seen them? I, I, I don't know. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think I think I have. I think I do. I think I have like an album with them all in there. But I don't. We don't have any like blown up photos. What like wedding photos I around think the anywhere? Only photo that I ever saw of you and David. This was back when Facebook was the only platform. You had a Facebook picture that was you and him cutting the cake. Cutting the cake. Yeah. It is the only wedding photo now that you say that that I've ever seen, which is interesting because the lake is a beautiful place to get married. So I'm certain you have gorgeous pictures of the lake in the background. Hmm. I should go <laughs> I should get those up and look at them. You know what? I can't even make fun of you because I was given a DVD of our wedding and I said, "Oh, you know what would be so nice is every year on our anniversary we pop in that DVD and we watch our <laughs> wedding. Because our ceremony was quick. I'm, I'm yeah. talking less than seven minutes. It was very cut to the chase. Let's do it. And um, I always say, yeah, let's let's go ahead and pop that in. It will be so great. We have never, not one time in 11 years, ever seen our wedding video. Now, and we have it. It's in a drawer. I know exactly where it is. And we've never played it. And we always say that we will. I think a piece of me is like, I bet the quality is not very good because it's someone standing on the side recording it. So it's handheld camera. And I also think I don't really like the way that I look from the angle where I'm walking downstairs. And so people have the camera angle up. It's probably not going to be very cute. So I've refrained from watching my own wedding video. Isn't that terrible? No, I've never watched mine. We have one. I don't know where it's at. It's probably in the basement somewhere. I've never watched it because... It's, yeah, it's going to be super awkward. I know. I just, (gasps) no. And I also think to myself, in my own mind, okay, talk about expectations. In my own mind, I felt like I was going to get there and I was going to look into my husband's eyes. And as I'm saying my vows, I would choke up and there would be this tear in this moment. I was sweating so profusely, I could not cry. There was nothing. (laughs) You're dehydrated. Yeah, there was nothing to cry about. The only thing I wanted to cry about was the fact that my circulation was getting cut off, that I'm wearing granny panties that my husband is eventually going to see in a few hours. Not a cute look at all. And I just wanted to get in the air conditioning. There was no moment. There was no like, oh my gosh, all of our years together has led up to this. No, it was a whole lot of it's freaking hot and I want to go inside. So I think that's a part of it too is I know that video is not going to be sentimental by any means. The only thing that I can say, and I really should watch it now, is it would be great to see my parents walking down that aisle. Just because obviously my mom is gone now. It would be nice to see her smiling and her just being lively. I mean, truly, that's the only reason. Other than that, not a cute video, I'm sure. Ours, our actual service was inside at our church, so it was air conditioned. But it would it would be me trying not to ugly cry. That's what it would look like, and I did I could so not basically look. like you're constipated and trying to poop. Yeah, that's what ugly cry looks like for me. It I looks could like not I'm trying to go to the bathroom. I could not look at David in the face. Like if I was, I was just gonna completely lose it. So I kept like looking to the side of him and looking down at the ground, I, j- I probably look like I did not want to be there. 
<laughs> it's probably what it looks like. People are like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a runaway bride situation. Is she being forced into this? What is going on? Is this an arranged marriage? This is getting weird. That's, But you know what? All of that to say, people who are getting married now, spend the money on what is important to you. So I used to say... Oh my gosh, I think it's crazy to hire a photographer that costs you $5,000 because I absolutely did not pay that for my photos. But I also look at other people's photos and mine, and I mean, the, the difference is uncanny. You can't, you can't even set them in the same realm. My sister's photos from her wedding and the photos from my wedding are don't even belong in the same album. They're, yeah. not, they're not that level. But what I would choose to spend my money on in everyday life, including weddings, and what other people want to spend their money on, to each their own. All we're saying is, brides, if you're getting married, remember the things that actually matter and the things that don't. And yelling at your bridesmaid because she got a haircut before your wedding day and she's going to mess up your pictures, you know what? You're that's not, that's not important and you don't get to dictate how somebody cuts their hair. That's crazy. Yeah, you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to be married and it's none of that is going to matter. Absolutely none of that's going to matter. But we here we are this many years later. I remember being stressed about the wedding part and now it's a different kind of stress. It's a stress of everyday life. How do you keep your marriage going? How do you keep the person that you promised your life to and you know is going to be there long after your kids are gone, yeah. how do you keep that part going? That's the thing that people don't really give any secrets or tips on. It's like, oh yeah, here's all the Pinterest boards on how to plan your wedding. How about how to plan your marriage? Yeah. What is it that you're doing to set yourself up for a successful marriage? Yeah, I think the first thing that pops into my head is keeping it real. Yep. And an open line of communication. Yes. I cannot tell you over the years. First, I will say this. 11 years in, my marriage is better now, 11 years in, than it was seven years ago. Because I still had the the thought in my brain that my husband knows me well enough to know what I like, what I don't like, what irritates me, what makes me happy. And I felt like I shouldn't have to tell him. Yeah, right. Fast forward... And I'm thinking, how stupid was I? Because if that were the case, there would be nothing to argue about. There, I would always finish each other's sentences and make sure we're doing all the things that matter to each other. And I absolutely wasn't doing that either. Yeah. So I feel like communication, speaking, saying exactly what it is that you expect or that you want is such a vital part of marriage and making sure you align on all of the big things first kids do you want them do you not if you have them how do you want to raise them are you going to discipline them do you agree on the way that you'll discipline them how many do you want people try to figure these things out after the fact the fact and we i know people who've done that oh yeah me too it's been a complete and utter mess i don't know how else to say that but it is a mess it's an absolute mess so for you and david the things that you guys talked about before marriage what did all of those things include? Was it financial? Was it how many kids are you going to have? What did what did you guys talk about before you actually said I do? Um, for sure, kids. We talked about kids, wanting kids, um, discipline. We kind of just talked about like how you were disciplined. Do you do you agree with that? Are we going to do that same thing? 
Um, I made it really clear up front. Um, I have a teaching degree and I'm going to be a teacher when we have kids. If it's possible, like financially possible, I would love to stay home with them. Um, and he agreed with that. If it was possible that that's what we would like to do. Um, financially, I, I think that's so it's important to know like how we were so young when we got married that financially it's not like we were both in heaping piles of debt or you know oh he's a this horrible spender because we were 21 years old like we didn't have the money to spend let alone that's what I said I'm like George and I did not fight over money because uh, newsflash, we didn't, we didn't have, have any. any. Yeah, There was nothing to fight over. But it, I would say if I was older and I was established and I had all my own stuff, like that would for sure be something that I would want them to be upfront and honest. Like tell me, how much school debt do you have? How much credit card debt do you have? How much other debt? You know, what is your credit score? What it, you know, all this thing. And I know I've heard stories of people who have lied about that and then they get married and it comes out. It's not a good situation. No, not at all. And then I feel like that's how people decide whether or not they want to have a joint checking account with someone. I know people who do not have joint checking accounts. They have separate accounts with their own money, and then they have an account that is shared that all of their bills come out of. How they set that up and do that, I'm not exactly sure. I, I think I would have to be more organized if I was going to go about it that way. But same thing. For me, George and I got married when we were very young, when we didn't have anything. And so we've had a joint checking account for 13 years. Yeah. And whatever I made, whatever he made, all went in that. And we paid our bills. And if we were really lucky, we had a couple hundred dollars left over. But other than that, we have never, we had never been the type of people who could just go and buy something and not have to think about it ever. And we still work very hard and we still have to budget for certain things, but I don't, you know, I don't go to Target and think, oh, can I buy this $5 item anymore? But that was a reality. It was like that before. Yeah. So it's really hard when you don't have money to have conversations or know what that's going to be like because you haven't been put in that situation. Now, if you're our age, if you're in your 30s and you're getting married and hopefully you're established in your own job and, and profession and things like that, you know how much debt you have. You know the kind of life you want to lead. But having those conversations with someone else is so important, even when it comes to things like gift giving. I think about our anniversaries. I don't know. Did yeah. you and David buy each other gifts? Well, we bought each other fancy cheese. <laughs> that was our gift. Because well, cause we just, we're not big on anniversary gifts we just never have been. I right. don't, I mean, like, I, what am, I don't know. What do, you, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Like, we went out to dinner, um, and I knew that there, we love cheese. Like, that's just kind of like our, we don't, we're one of those, we're kind of those people that don't eat, like, a bowl of ice cream at night. We eat some cheese on a plate and okay, watch, like, our show. That. So you bought fancy cheese. We did. We went, there was a fancy cheese place that we had never been to, and um, we're just used to grocery store cheese. And we were like, oh, we're going to go in here and buy some fancy cheese. And we did. Okay. So that so was our, and, that, and we were like, we were just joking. Like that's our anniversary gift to each other is this fancy cheese. Right. So this is what's so funny is 
we have not done anniversary gifts. And I, I mean, there's that old school thing where it's year one, you get them something that has to do with cotton and then year two, whatever that is. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Paper. and Yes. We've never gone by that ever. No. But I will say each year for me, what I really want for my birthday and for my anniversary is a card. It can be store bought. And just a nice note in it. Yeah. I don't even care if it's a card. If it's a post-it that tells you, it tells me any type of, hey, I feel very grateful that we've made it this many years. You're a good person. Um, you're a great wife. You're a great mother. I appreciate you. I would take the post-it. I'm yeah. 100% okay with that because my love language is words of affirmation. I need to be told, hey, you're doing a great job trying to manage the house and you know going to work and, and doing all of the things that you do every single day that I completely take for granted that's what I need for for myself I do not need an expensive handbag yeah I don't need no an expensive dinner I don't need any of those things and back when we were only married for a few years I remember multiple anniversaries being so disappointed because I felt like I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for a card. And my husband's family, they don't really buy cards. They He tells me, we don't do cards. We would just rather spend $5 more on the gift than buy a $5 card. Okay, that's fine. But guess what? In my family, we do cards. So if you don't want me to get you a card and you want me to spend $5 more on you, I will. But that doesn't change the things that I need. And I need a card. That yeah. would be great. I can honestly tell you this year... I did not buy him a card. He did not buy me a card. And we did not gift each other a thing. And it did not feel abnormal. It was fine. We looked at each other. We hugged each other. We're like, we made it, kid. Like, that's us. That is who we are now. And if we're both on the same page about that, that's all that matters. Back in the day, we were not on the same page about that. I remember texting a friend, like, crying faces. I, I don't know what I did. Like, I feel like I'm a good wife. Like, maybe he doesn't feel like I'm doing enough. Maybe he doesn't appreciate me. And really, it was, he wasn't thinking. He didn't know what mattered to me. Again, back to me, communication. Yeah. And here we are. We went to Margarita's, which is a local restaurant, not fancy by any means, and ate some espinaca dip and had a margarita. And we were like, woohoo, 11 years. That's what we wanted to do. That's how we celebrated. Yeah. But I just feel like, what you see online, what you see on social media about people's anniversaries, oh, whisked away on some lavish vacation and, all, you know, grapes and wine on this wonderful charter plane, that is not normal. Look at my new Louis Vuitton luggage he bought me for our new trip. Right. Or yeah, he no. told me to just pack a swimsuit because that's all I'm going to need. Okay, first of all, once again, if I'm packing a swimsuit, <laughs> I need to know yeah. where we're going because I need to know what type of swimsuit this is. Is it going to be with other moms on the beach? Is it going to be with like a bunch of hot people? Like, I don't know. And it does matter. Yeah. But that's not realistic. We're seeing that. We're scrolling through it and we think to ourselves, oh, how come I didn't get a diamond necklace? How come I didn't get a new Maserati? How come I didn't get... That's not real. That yeah. is not real life. Real life is... Getting in the Ford Explorer that we both make a payment on every single month and going to margaritas and having a margarita. That's yeah. real life. That's who we are. And we're both okay with that. So all I say is living the other way, there's nothing wrong with it. As long as you both are on the exact same page about your expectation versus your reality. Well, and I think that's social media in general. They don't look at it and think, 
that is real. It's not. It's a little snippet of their life. Absolutely. So it, it that could be a true moment in their life, but that's not how their day-to-day goes. It's kind of the opposite. I'm, I don't want to say I'm bad about it, but I will put, I don't want to say negative. I don't put negative stuff, but just like the funny thing. My kids are hilarious in horrible ways. And so, <laughs> and so I tend to put like all, like, you know, there's flour all over my kitchen because my kid, you know, and that's another, like, they're not like that all the time. So just know that social media, just because they're hugging and kissing and, oh, I love my husband so much, like over and over and over, that doesn't mean that's real. Oh my gosh. And can we stop? Can we stop with the hashtag, he's the best, hashtag husband of the year, hashtag he's so good to me. Stop. I 100% want people to stop. It's not because I don't want them to say, my husband is awesome. He is my person. I'm so lucky to have him. But let's face it. Your husband Dutch ovens you just like mine does. Okay? (laughs) Your husband says things to trigger you just like mine does. Your husband runs out to help the neighbor who needs something very small and then ignores your honeydew list. Yeah. Just like my husband does. So again, I'm not saying don't be in love with your husband. Don't appreciate him. But don't put out there for everybody else to see this facade of we have a perfect relationship. We never fight. We read each other's minds. And everything is just the way that I always envisioned it. Because the truth is, that's not true. You both change. In marriage and in years of just being with someone, whether you're married or not, you're constantly changing. You change your mind. Something you liked before, maybe you don't like it now. Maybe something you hated before, you love it now. Everybody changes. And as long as you can change together, everything's fine. But when you start spiraling out of control and thinking, hey, I'm changing, but he should know this is the way it is now. My gosh, you're really going to get a um, a backfire. Doing yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, okay. Speaking of Dutch ovening and all that other <laughs> stuff, I have to know because I stuck to my guns for a very, very, very long time. My husband used to say all the time, you know, we've been married for three years, five years. I don't really hear you fart. Like, are you (laughs) not farting? Like, is it purposeful? You don't have to. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, back when we were dating. Let's go back all the way when we were dating. I remember being at his parents' house, being on their couch, watching a movie. His parents were there too. We're all watching a movie. And my stomach hurting. Oh, yeah. So bad Uh that I physically had to maneuver myself in special positions to not fart. Yeah. Like you need to unbutton your pants. Like you can't, it's like a giant balloon in your stomach. Yes. And I, so what I would used to say is, oh, I just don't, I don't feel like myself or uh, I don't know what it is. Like my stomach kind of hurts or I would say nothing at all. So I would constantly be moving. And I knew he had to think to himself, why does she, why is she doing this? Here we are, we're sitting on the couch, young kids holding hands. There's still space in between us because it's really back in the day. And all I can think to myself is, I need to excuse myself and fart, but fart in a way that's one, not loud, and two, does not drift. Yes, <laughs> it's not going to follow you back in. <laughs> These are the thoughts I had in my head. And I did that for a really yeah. long time. 
because I was embarrassed. I was, everybody farts. Okay, it's true. But I'm not just everybody. This is like the person I'm with. I don't want him to think, oh my gosh, she literally cleared out my house. (laughs) My parents are over there suffocating. So for me, years. Yes, there'd be a couple of moments where I would be embarrassed because it would slip out. But it wasn't planned. And my husband was like, I just want you to fart in front of me. I just want you to do it. I know you have to. Like, this is ridiculous. So for you, were you like that too? Did you wait a really long time? Or were you like, this is me, we're married, whatever? I don't even remember. But I know, I, I really don't. Like, it must have been a gradual thing. I just know now it's kind of a, it's kind of like a joke. It's a competition. <laughs> I mean, it really like, is. Like, like who can like who can stink the other one out? Like, la- <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Loudness, um, duration. <laughs> um, I you don't really get duration. extra points for it smelling worse, but <laughs> oh just like God, you know, stop. like different sounds or. Yeah, like that was a really long one. I'm really proud of myself. And if he makes a comment about it, like that's even better. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. I'm not kidding you. It took me a long time. And so I felt like George kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And so finally I was like, screw it. I would just fart and it would be so long and so loud. And he, I remember his face, like the first time I did that, I remember him, we were in bed. He rolled over and he was like, (laughs) was that you like he almost was like maybe it came from me and I didn't even know it like it was so shocking to him and I was like yes yes it was because this is what you wanted you got what you wanted and so it's kind of one of those things now where be careful what you wish for because now I'm like if my stomach hurts I'll even say I mean I'll tell him hey my stomach hurts so just want to let you know and he's like okay just because you're giving me a warning doesn't mean you need to excuse yourself because every time my stomach hurts and I have to fart, you always tell me, you need to go to the bathroom. This is disgusting. You need to go to the bathroom. And he's like, and so I feel like you should have to excuse yourself. And eh, no, I've done with, dealt with years of you being completely disgusting. So if I have a few times here and now that, you know, now and then, um, that I have to let it go, I have to let it go. It is what it is. Just We're let her rip. Let her rip. That's exactly right. And of course, everybody else in the household thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Both of my kids are constantly in a battle of, oh my gosh, he farted. It smells so bad. He stuck the blankets over me, etc. And I just think to myself, gosh, you both are just like your dad. It's so <laughs> wonderful. Well, also with that, you know, farting in the bed, which is not, which is disgusting. It can also be such a mood killer that's another reason why I had a really hard time with farting in front of my husband if we're in bed together we're getting ready to go to bed like as in we're getting ready to go to sleep but there's a chance that there's going to be some action something might go down I don't want him to like come over to my side of the bed and then be like oh my gosh did you poop your pants? That's so <laughs> embarrassing. So sometimes that's another reason I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to do it. I, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But then I'm worried, oh my gosh, what if we're in the middle of bow chicka wow wow and he presses on my stomach in such a wrong way <laughs> that I fart. I could, I am still, we're 11 years into marriage. We've been together longer than that. And I still think to myself, if I fart during sex, 
I might kill myself. <laughs> Am I alone? Like, do other people feel like this? Or are you just like, it is what it is and he won't care? No, no, no. I still think, I still think that. There'll be times where I'm like, okay, just <laughs> stop. Like, <laughs> like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> like, I just like, just move it along and, and then I'll run away and fart in the other room. Which I don't, I don't, because I think about it if... <laughs> If I if I was away. <laughs> just scutter away to the bathroom, if I was to fart right before, he would literally just fan the sheets and like attack me anyway. So I don't understand why I have like a mental block about during the action. Yes. Like why why it would be funny. I think we would just laugh about it. And it would be funny, but I, yeah, I still have kind of like a, just a mental block about it. Okay. I know. I honestly feel better because you said that because I felt to myself, Andrea, this is something you just need to get over and no one else feels like this. And it's not like he's going to go and text his friends and say, Hey, you'll never believe this. My wife just farted during sex. Like he's not going to tell anybody that. He might, he he might tell my husband. (laughs) Okay. But my husband doesn't count. Right. He doesn't count. But I also think to myself, if it's almost happened to me before, if I've had to, quote unquote, run away, (laughs) certainly this has happened to other people, obviously. And I'm certain that my husband has farted while we were getting down. I'm positive he has because he even tells me, I can't control it. Like, if it's happening, it's happening. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And I find that interesting because I'm like, oh, you know what I do about it? seriously maneuver myself in ways that are so uncomfortable because I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I got to move because I can't clench. Yes. (laughs) I can't hold it in. Yes. Or you like, oh, I'm sorry, that was just hurting my back. But really, you're just like, no, I'm on the verge of farting. Yeah. And you're going to hear it and smell it. And that's not, that's another thing. The sound, okay, you can roll over and laugh about that. The smell... What if? What are you going to do then? I don't know. I don't think it would phase my husband. I really just don't. I don't think it would phase mine either, but it really phases me. Like, I cannot yeah. handle it. It what's, makes me crazy. What's that saying? Um, you got to leave a little mystery or something. What's that? Oh, yeah. Now, now you're putting me on the spot, but I know what you're saying. I know yeah. what you're saying. Like there you has have to be to, some type of mystery. Yeah. And I'm like, to a point... But I know people who will not go to sleep with no makeup. Like they go to sleep with makeup on. And they wake up and put their makeup on before their husband gets up. Stop. And they're married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For years and years. How many? Years and years and years and years and years. Are you? I think by this point, probably he's seen her without makeup. But I'm like, isn't that? That's kind of like false advertising yeah like he I mean, should know what you cute. look like yeah like and have you never been swimming together have you never taken a shower together i mean that stuff's gonna melt off but see i see people go online and ask for um brands or or types of mascara that won't run when they're swimming or in the ocean and i just think why are you wearing mascara in the ocean or to swim like, if I'm going swimming and I'm going under, like, I'm not just there yeah. just to get a tan, I'm not coming with makeup on, especially if I want a tan. If I'm letting myself get sun, 
I'm not going to have, I'm going to sweat it all out and then I'm going to have an uneven tan anyways. But I always felt like it was weird that people show up in full-fledged makeup to swim if they're actually going to swim. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Holy smokes. Let me just tell you, I am way too, number one, way too lazy and way too cheap to apply my makeup before my husband gets up. Because there are days I don't wear it. For example, today, I worked from home. Yeah. I'm not going to give you makeup face. And not because you're not worth it, Brandy. You are. But if I can go a day without wearing makeup, then I'm going to do it. If nobody's counting on that, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to hide my face. That's weird. I wear so little makeup because I do not know how to do it that I had, well, you and my best friend both make comments yesterday of how fancy I looked because I had eyeliner on. That was you the only. so pretty. I but know. Literally, that was the only thing that was different was eyeliner. Eyeliner makes a huge difference because I don't wear it on a daily basis. I wear it if I'm going to a wedding or if I'm going to a concert or things like that. It's so bad for me that if I put on full makeup, my kids ask me if I'm going to a concert. Like, that's where we are in life. Not, are you and dad going to go out on date night? Like, no. They're like, are you going to a concert? Uh, no, we have a wedding to go to. Oh, okay. And then they move on. But my daughter tells me all the time, even my son, who's a teenager, they tell me all the time, I like you so much better when you don't wear makeup. I like your face better. I don't like it that you look like a different person. And when I think everybody's husbands would probably say the same thing. I know mine does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's nice about when I do like full glam, I'll talk, I'll just say call it full glam. When I go full glam, it doesn't happen, but maybe once every six weeks. So it is, for me, it's fun. I don't feel like I have to do it. And my husband's not telling me like, hey, you better be on your A game. I mean, he would never say anything like that anyways. But he doesn't expect that. So I think the part that he likes is he's like, oh my gosh, she must be feeling super confident because here she is. She's in a great outfit. Her hair's done. Her makeup's done. She looks great. And every single time I do that, he tells me how great I look. But it's not in a way like, hey, can you do that every day? Yeah, it's, it's special. Thing. Yeah, it's special. And he knows if I'm doing that, first of all, I love like switching up colors. I love makeup. I love dabbling in it. I know it sounds weird, but I really do love to do it. And so I think when I get myself completely ready, I feel so confident about the person that I am in my own skin. And that radiates. I think people compliment me, not because my face looks different, but because I have a different aura about myself when I feel good. Everybody does. Like you should get to the place where you feel your most confident. And for me, once every six weeks and I'm full glam, I feel good about the skin I'm in. And that's why I do it. I don't do it for any anybody else or for any expectation whatsoever. I do it because that's what I personally want to do. But I'm never going to be full glam every single day or not let my husband see me without makeup. That doesn't even make any sense to me. Or just there's so many people that go to the gym full glam. I don't understand like, that. If either. you're do they going not to sweat? the gym, yeah, if you're going to the gym and in full makeup, you aren't working out hard enough. I'm sorry. You're just not. Or if you are working out hard enough and you're going in full glam, do you really like the way it looks when it's running down your face or or getting in your eyes? Because for me, my sweat rolls into my eyeballs and yeah. it's burning. It's not a good look. I don't know. I've never seen anybody's like face melting off. So I just assume that they're not working hard enough. Although there are women that just don't sweat and I'm super jealous of them because I look like a hot mess, like a legit, like I, people look at me and think, are you okay? Like because I'm a heat stroke or something? Yes. Yeah. My face almost turns purple. Wow. And is it just because you're fair skinned? 
I don't know. It's always been that way, especially if we're working out outside. I get, I just, I look like I'm going to pass out. Yeah. I just, I feel like every, to each their own, obviously, if you feel best in full glam like I do, again, I feel best once every few weeks doing it. I would never feel like needing to do it every day. But if you do, that's perfectly fine. But I also feel like you should be comfortable with your significant other. Yeah. Just be comfortable. We hang out on the couch and I don't have an ounce of makeup on and I'm wearing the same exact outfit that I had on three days before that. Well, they love you for you, not for your makeup. For sure. Well, and uh, that can be very much, um, what do I want to say? That can be noted, confirmed, I should say, by my makeup that I wore on my wedding day because that was not cute. And I did my own makeup and now I also had... I mean, eyebrows have really changed over the years. Yeah, I mean, the we last can go few through years, all yeah. All kinds of fashion, but eyebrows have really changed. And when I got married, I was doing the plucking thing, and I was trying to even out my eyebrows. And I gave myself a very horrible—I call it like a weed whacker job on my eyebrows. And so I don't even recognize myself like at all. There's my eyebrows are so bad, and my makeup on my wedding day is so bad. So my husband for sure did not marry me for my makeup or how glam I looked because it was not cute back in the day. Yeah, I did not get my makeup done. I don't know what it looked like. I'm sure it just looked like me every day with more mascara. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it probably. I know. Well, again, to each their own. Everybody's different in the things that they like and the things that make them feel confident. So you should, everyone who's listening, you should do whatever makes you feel confident. But I also say show your significant other especially before you're married every side of you because it's not always cute it's not always pretty and and I don't even mean that physically I'm talking the breakdowns that you have don't hide the fact that you cry I know people who say that their spouse or their boyfriend who they've been with for five years have never seen them cry and I'm like okay well I cry probably a couple of times a week and I'm not going to hide that now. What's the point? I mean, what's the point? That's who I am. Yeah. So I feel like don't set yourself up for um, something that you can't keep up. It's yeah. almost like a fad diet, right? Like you're, oh, I lost 40 pounds in two weeks. And okay, well, you didn't eat anything. You were chewing on air. Like you're not going to be able to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Don't set yourself up or your marriage up in a way that it's such a sham that when it all comes to a head, you think, who did I marry? Yeah. Who is this person? Or they don't know me at all. Well, part of that is, did you let them in? Did you let them get to know who you really were before you stood up there and said, hey, yeah, for the rest of my life, it's me and you? Because I feel like that's part of the problem. Yeah. Sit on the couch without makeup. You might even just lean over and fart on him a little bit. <laughs> then you will tell. You will know. You will know if he's the right one by his reaction. If he doesn't call you back for three days, move on. A hundred, I a hundred percent agree with this. Oh, and for me, again, I'm a weirdo about this. I don't mind talking to my husband while I'm going to the bathroom. Like we're, he's in another room. I'm talking to him. No big deal. Yeah. Don't if, look at me. If he is pooping <laughs> and the door is even cracked, I don't care if we're having a serious conversation. It's a no from me. Close the door all the way. Turn on the fan. Be polite. Turn on the fan. And then we can continue our conversation after. I'm not, I've heard of people saying, oh, me and my husband, we're super cool with each other. Like, he'll be pooping, I'll be brushing my teeth. 
No, no. And maybe your husband doesn't smell like a dead animal like mine does. I'm not brushing my teeth while he's taking a poop. Not happening. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Tell me. Okay, I won't. He I, probably TMI. We will not. We will talk to each other while each other is going to the bathroom. Just don't look at me in the eyes. <laughs> and he'll say the same thing. Like, just don't stare at me. While I'm going. And I say the same thing like my kids. Don't come into the restroom while I'm in there. My dogs. My dogs, if I don't shut the door, they will nudge the door open and just come and look at me. Come and watch me just to see what I'm doing. My, like, you know what I'm doing in here. Yeah, okay. my I had the door closed, but it wasn't clasped all the way. Like uh-huh. what makes the click noise. And my cat threw himself into the door and it's our little uh, master bathroom toilet it's by itself he threw himself into the door and when he did he fell in to the bathroom Uh and fell into my underwear my underwear (laughs) around my ankles fell in and couldn't get out i am midstream peeing and trying to maneuver my cat's paws out of my underwear he's all tangled up like a net yes and i thought to myself no one would even believe that this happened because this is so ridiculous and so i even told him Again, I looked at the cat. I talked to him like a person. I was like, you learned your lesson. Don't come in here when mom's <laughs> going to the bathroom, huh? And we've never had that issue ever since then, but legitimately tangled up in my underwear. Well, that needs to happen to my dogs because they do not learn. They are so nosy. They're just like, hey, what you doing? What you doing in here? You know what I'm doing. I only do one thing while I'm in here. Okay, so I haven't, maybe TMI on this too, but I have an IUD, so I don't have periods. I have PMS symptoms, but I don't actually have periods and have it since pretty much my daughter was born. I got an IUD and then got it replaced five years later, etc. Even though my husband has a vasectomy and can't have more children, I didn't want periods, so I decided to do the IUD route. But I know of friends that say, oh, I'll change my tampon while my husband's in the bathroom. It's no big deal. It doesn't gross him out. What? What? Yeah. Um, um, so uh, how comfortable are you with this? Like, would you no. do that? No. Mm-mm. And no. are you a tampon person, a pad person, a diva cup person? Like, what? what is it? The first two. Okay. The Diva Cup thing, that just weirds me out. I and, know, but I oh, want to know someone who uses it because I, do I don't too. understand it. No, yeah. I. To me, that just seems like a gigantic mess. mess. I yeah. feel like if I'm going to I am not coordinated shower, enough. Okay, to, if I'm going to have to shower in order to get no. myself clean from whatever it is that the cup is catching, I'm gonna, it's a no. But no. it's I'm scared, but I want to know someone who uses it because I want to understand. And I'm not going to YouTube for it because I made that mistake with a couple of other things. And I was like, okay, this got I would me. have, I would have, I, what would happen to me is I would like have a re- or allergic reaction to it or something weird like that. That's what would happen. So no. Okay. So if you're, if it's that time and you are in the bathroom, your husband's not in there. You're not that comfortable. No. Well, and I just don't want, I don't want him to have to deal with that like it's not it's not like it's weird or like he's like just completely revolted it's just that I guess that's my line of keeping it a mystery okay well see everybody has their line yeah for me it's it's a line above that is taking a poop close the door I don't want to see it or I don't want to smell it um for my husband he thinks that's weird he's like I don't under we've been married for so many years and well, I want more than anything, I want the smell to stay in the bathroom. Yeah. I don't want it to come out. So 
whatever. But him and my son have a thing now where they think that the forewarning us about what's about to take place is the way to go, which I appreciate, but they make it in such a joke that I'm like, this is embarrassing. Because they'll say, uh, does anybody need to use the bathroom because I'm about to blow it up? <laughs> okay, this is embarrassing. Don't tell people that. My son will be like, ugh, dropped a bomb in there. No, no, we get it. We heard the fan click on. We heard you turning up your music to try to drown out the noise of what was hitting inside of the bowl. We're good. We know. You don't need to come out and say anything about what it is that you left behind. You want to know a funny story? Tell me. Okay. So growing up, my dad... And then can you tell that one about the highway? The highway story, what you saw on the highway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Remind me. This is right along the same way. Okay. okay, go, go, go. Yes. Okay, so growing up, if anyone... We were sitting down to dinner. If anyone got up to use the restroom or do something while we were eating, my dad would make the joke, are you getting up to make more room? Meaning, are you going to go to the bathroom and poop and then come back and eat some more? And my dad is pretty, um, he jokes, but he's like kind of um, not like this gigantic jokester that's always saying all these funny things. And um, and so when he makes a joke, it's it's funny. And I took that as meaning that joke would be funny for anyone. And so I think David and I were dating I might have, we might have been in college though. Like, I don't think it was in high school. And I was having dinner over there at their house. And you some, did not say this to one of his family members. So, I'm about to die. Someone, I don't, I think it was either his mom or dad too, got no. up to use the restroom and didn't say, like, I need to use the restroom. They just got up and left the room. And as they're getting up to leave, I said, Are you going to go make some room? <laughs> And no. they all like look at me. No. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like waiting for them to laugh. <laughs> and they're just staring at me. And so then I had to explain like, it's this joke that my dad says. And I thought it would be okay because he, he doesn't tell like bad jokes. He doesn't go around telling like dirty jokes to people. Right. And so I thought it was just like, that's a funny joke. And they just, and they're not like, you, you know, buttoned up people that aren't funny. Right, like yeah, they're, no, they can, they can be like that. Yes, yeah. but they just looked at me like, did you really just say that? Oh my gosh, that is freaking funny. And they'll still bring it up every once in a while. Like somebody will get up and they'll be like, oh, do you have to go make some room? <laughs> so now it's just like a funny thing, but. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And that's before you were married in. Yes. that That is really funny. They just looked at me like I had a third eye. Like, What? Okay, on the bathroom talk, you have to share what you saw on the side of the highway. I have, you have to share this story. Okay. And when it was. How long ago was this? Um, probably this fall, this last fall. Okay. So it wasn't so, winter. So a few months ago, not yeah. that long oh, ago. Oh yeah, no, okay. like September or, or October. Okay. So I was driving home from a thrift store, because I'm in thrift stores several times a week for my sad hustle. And but we can get into what we do for work sometime. Yeah, eventually. Okay. Yep. Um, and so we're, I was driving down, if you're from Kansas City, I was driving down 435 going um, north. And there was, there's like an, an exit with like a gas station and stuff. And right before the exit, I see this car, like van pulled over. 
and I'm thinking, oh, they have car trouble, a flat tire, whatever. And as I get closer, I see this lady on the side of her van on in like the ditch side. So not the road side. She's on the side of her car. And guess her age. Like what, what do you think? How old do you think she was? Like a mom in her okay. 30s okay. or like late 30s, early 40s kind of. And she had on black leggings, like just not workout leggings, but more like cotton ones that you would wear like a tunic with. Mm -hmm. And she, I think she had on a t-shirt, just like real casual. (laughs) And I'm like looking at her wondering what she is doing. And she, I see her kind of bend over and I thought, oh gosh, she's going to throw up. That poor lady, she's so sick. But instead, she kind of rolls up her T-shirt a little bit, yanks down her pants. So now she just has this, because she has black leggings on and a big old white butt. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, like, what is about to happen? And this, if you're eating, please stop. Because this poor lady bends over and, and she's not even like a squatting position near the ground. It is like... She can, as soon as she can get those pants far enough down. And she has a bout of diarrhea that looked like a fire hose of diarrhea. Just everywhere on the ground. It was probably the strangest thing I've ever seen on the side of the road. And, and I'm just like driving going, did, did I really just see that? And then I'm like super disgusted, but then laughing at the same time. And I kind of felt bad for her because how embarrassing. Oh my God. And she's, I bet you she's never told anyone that story because if that was me, oh I don't think I would share that. Could you tell if there was anybody in the van? No, I mean, she might have had kids in there, but they were little, they were not, they were not getting out. There was no one else getting out to help her. And it did not look like she had anybody in the passenger seat but in my mind I'm thinking gosh like I want to know the backstory because she was close to an exit and there's like uh, grocery stores and uh, restaurants like right there off of the highway so and she couldn't make it so I'm thinking what is the backstory did she eat something bad at lunch is she just like sick and has like some kind of virus Um, is she taking that like diet pills things that make you like and then she ate bad and then yeah you eat bad then you have uncontrollable diarrhea yeah that was that was my first thought because that's husband used to take something like i was like why did you do that the things we tried well there the warning on that bottle says like bring an extra pair of pants with you so that was my first thought it was like oh she's taking that stuff and you know she ate mcdonald's and she wasn't supposed to and I don't know. I would love to know that backstory. Oh it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. That is so disgusting, and I'm so disgusted with poop. But when you told me about that, I think it was last week you told me about that, I about fell out. Like, I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard. Because you have to think to yourself, she was thinking it's either an embarrassment on the side of the road or me cleaning my shirts and my fire hose diarrhea out of the car well yeah and what you if you gotta, have you gotta weigh cloth seats oh, that's my. not coming out oh yeah no and and that's this just the stench of what that's gonna smell like is not I mean, <laughs> you you just have to burn the van <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen 
And you know what? She probably like pre pre marriage and pre kids. She was probably driving like a really cute like Audi or a, a little um, a little Beamer. Uh, yeah, a little BMW or something, and was like super cute with her hair blowing in the wind. And then like fast forward five years, and she's married up with kids, driving and, a minivan, and she's. Diarrhea pooping on the side of the road. Oh my gosh. So when we talk about expectations and reality, people, this is what we're saying. She would, years ago, she did that because she was puking after being hung over. Now she's literally puking out of her butt. And that is so sad. Like I'm, I feel terrible for the woman, but I also feel like what a humbling experience. Now when she sees people on the side of the road doing whatever it is that they're doing, she's yeah. going to think, hey buddy, I've been there. Like, I get it, a hundred percent. Like you do your thing, move on. But I, I, I don't think you should feel bad about like, oh, I wear sweatpants now. You know, I. That stuff oh. doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. Not- like you can't look back at yourself and be like, oh, in college, I, you know, I got my nails done all the time and my makeup and my hair, and now I, you know, I don't have time to, you know, get my hair highlighted every four weeks or whatever. It's fine. Oh my gosh, it's so fine. It's so normal to be like that. If you have a, a very, um, <clears throat> if you're trying to upkeep whatever it is that you are doing, your haircuts or your clothing or all of that stuff, good for you. That's great. For me, whatever fits, whatever is the most comfortable and whatever is the most appropriate. Because even still, I'm 33 years old. My goal is to not embarrass my kids. And yeah. I remember what that was like when my mom would, you know, oh my gosh, she would tell us oh I can't go wait to go to your guys's dance and really boogie down and would do some embarrassing dance and I thought to myself why does she even do this I know she's not gonna come but why even get us like all hyped up and she's so embarrassing fast forward to now and I tell my son as a punishment if he doesn't get his grades up I'm going up to that school and I'm gonna be in a school dance and everybody's gonna be dancing around me and I'm gonna be showing them all the cool moves and he about falls out he's like I can't handle this this is so embarrassing so I feel like we should just own whoever it is that we are and find your there's a reason why there's that quote that says find your tribe and love them hard there is a reason for that there are people for every type of person everybody has their core group and it doesn't mean you can't you know talk to people who are not in that core group it's fine but I just mean find the people who you are yourself with that you feel like you know what if I gain 10 pounds they won't care they won't even notice if I decide that I'm gonna wear mismatched clothes or I'm not gonna wear makeup or whatever it is they're not even gonna notice and they're not gonna care because the more you're around people who you're confident with and and able to let loose the more your actual personality shines because what we're covering up sometimes when it's with hair or makeup or clothing we're covering up what who we actually are and I can't wait when I get home from a long day I cannot wait to take off my bra to put on a pair of sweatpants that might be my husband's because his are way more comfortable than mine sweatpants do not have to be tight fitting hello all of the uh, manufacturers who are making women's clothes I would like my sweatpants to fit me baggy. They're supposed to do that. If yes. I wanted to wear leggings that were skin tight, I would buy those. I want them to be loose, like flapping. I want you to wonder if I might have a little something, something in my pants. If they're not fitting me <laughs> like that, then they're not fitting me correctly. Like I want it to be like that. That, so. that poor lady on the side of the road needed bigger, like big sweatpants. Yes, to cover up. Because you know what I was thinking during that story the first day and the second time? I know she's a mom. Chances are she probably had some kind of wet wipes or paper towels or something. But man, if she didn't, 
to pull back up those pants and to just ride home with that in your butt crack (laughs) is just dirty south on another level. It just really Um, is. Well, I can't believe we talked for an hour about Pretty much about poop and farts. Yeah. But hello, this is what happened. Yep. We've been married. This is real life. And let's, my marriage is not just all farts and poops. No, it's not. It's not. But it's not all roses and unicorns either. And no. I feel like it's somewhere in the middle. And as long as you and your partner, you guys are in it together and whatever floats your boat is is what's happening in your household that's great. I'm not asking anybody to live how I do or, you know, have a marriage like I do because it, it wouldn't work for everybody. There's a reason why there's a person for everyone because it works for you. But it's not all rainbows and butterflies and it's not all bad either. I mean, there are certain parts of marriage that for me, I just like somebody to be in it with me, especially after kids. That So I guess let's just say our favorite part of marriage. Fine. My favorite part of marriage is that at the end of the day, even if it was a hard one, even if our kids were just being ungrateful or just being a downright pain in the butt. I look over and I'm like, here's my guy. He's in it with me. We have the same kids. We're sharing in our agony as much as we share in our celebrations. And there is nothing like knowing someone has your back, knows exactly how you feel in that moment and can just say, look, we made it another day. Tomorrow will be better. And let's get up and tackle it. Like for me, that's what I need. I just need somebody to be, um, to be my backbone someone to just hold me up when I feel like I've got nothing left in the tank I think my favorite part is living with my best friend like just my most favorite person to be around period and all the just the funny like inside jokes and like we could just he'll say something and I'll just look over and he knows exactly what I'm going to say I'm going to say that's what she said. Or, you know, just like some <laughs> funny, like inside joke or that's. It's better that we have that, that we've had such long relationships with our husbands because those inside jokes you're talking about could be from 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's the craziest part. We're like, remember when, I mean, I can look at you and tell you some inside jokes from when we were kids. Oh, like, we still, when we go to Taco Bell, we'll make jokes about the ta- the, the sauce. Knobs? No. <laughs> I was just the the like hot sauce packets. Oh yeah, all the time. There's constantly things about I don't know about our history that we still can laugh about in even bad times. I mean, we have to not dwell in all of our sadness all the time. Yes, there are things that happen to all of us, and it's sad and it's it's horrible. But then there are funny moments that you can laugh about later. And so I love that some of the times that were so dark for us, like for example hey, I don't know how we're going to pay our rent this month because I had to get more formula for the baby and this happened and I missed a couple hours at work. That wasn't funny in the moment. That was horrible. And it was something that we went through. We struggled. We didn't want to ever borrow money from anybody. We didn't want to be embarrassed. Those moments were so hard and they were not even close to being funny. But then when we fast forward to now and we look back, we're like, if we made it through that, and we're still here and we're still laughing and we're still making the best out of our situation. We have been through much worse times. And so it's so nice to take negatives even from years ago and just be able to joke about it now. Like, hey, remember when we legit couldn't afford the dollar menu at McDonald's because we were so freaking broke? Like, it's nice to just have jokes like that from from just growing together, from just 
having so many life experiences. It's also a good reminder that with like the daily annoyances, like they're not that big of a deal. And to not make something small like, oh, you made me waffles for our anniversary, but then left me with all the dishes. Like not making that a gigantic deal. Yeah, I, I agree. And honestly, if my husband made everything I did a big deal all the time, um, our relationship would suffer. So sometimes I have to remind myself of that. There's a reason why they say pick your battles in being a mother and being a wife. Um, and sometimes you just got to, you really just have to swallow your pride and say, you know what, this is who I married for better or for worse. And there's things I do that drive him crazy. And so we're just going to call this one a wash. Yeah. You just Don't try to on. change them. Nope. Just love them for them. But that's also the reason why you should get to know them 100% all facets of their life before yes. you get married. No because, surprises. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. you're still going to be surprised sure. by different things. You can't know everything but about someone. jarringly shocking. Yeah, it should not be kids or money or, you know, these huge, like, oh, I didn't realize you went to church. You know, like, or things like that. Absolutely. Like, I didn't realize you were engaged four times. Like, that's something you should talk about before yeah. you get married. I'm not saying if you were engaged that many times, there's something wrong. But there are things people need to know about who you are. And you should want to share that with yeah. someone. You should... I think that's the beauty of marriage. I think that's why people cry. It's not because someone's promising their life to someone else. It's because two people, two flawed individuals are saying, I accept you the way you are. You're accepting me the way that I am. And we're going to make the very best out of our lives together. That is the beauty of marriage. So with that said, happy belated anniversary to you and David. And happy anniversary to you and George. And that will wrap up episode three of Sarcastic in Suburbia. We hope you guys weren't eating during the stories, but (laughs) we had to get those in. They were so good. And hopefully the sound quality is better than the last two episodes. This will go up. It will be Wednesday by the time you guys are listening. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink. And we listen to Sarcastic in Suburbia. Bye, guys. Bye.